Father Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, O Lord, be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer, for I pray with thanksgiving in Jesus' mighty name. I welcome all of you in the name of our Lord and precious Savior, Jesus Christ. And the good Lord that has brought you here this morning, we speak to you. The remedy that pertains to you, it will be of benefit to you and your families in the mighty name of Jesus. Last Sunday, I shared on the man God promotes. Today, I'll be sharing on the man God promotes part two. The man God promotes part two. As a quick, you know, summary of last week's message, we define promotion. We say promotion is to raise someone to a higher position or rank. Promotion is to elevate. Promotion is to improve the position or status. Promotion is to advance in rank, dignity, or position. And I'm praying that the good Lord will promote all of us in the mighty name of Jesus. We looked at the life of Joseph last Sunday because everywhere he found himself, he was promoted. And we picked a few things from the life of Joseph. Number one, he was a lover of God. Number two, he did not complain or murmur against God. Number three, he was a hard worker. Number four, he was very competent. Number five, he avoided sexual sins. Number six, he was humble. Number seven, he was obedient. Number eight, he made lemonade out of lemons. I strongly encourage you to listen to last week's message, either on YouTube, as soon as it's uploaded, or to buy a copy of the CD. Today, we'll be looking at the life of another Bible character named Daniel, who also was highly promoted by God. As a background, Daniel and his three friends and others were taken from the land of Judah into Babylon as captives by Nebuchadnezzar. We also read in the book of Daniel that the king wanted some of the royal children, people that came as captives, to be trained so that they can be used as lion's son possibly between Judah and Babylon. In the book of Daniel chapter 1, verse 4, Daniel 1, verse 4, we read, the terms of reference were this, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace 
and whom they might teach the learning and tongue of the Chaldeans. They were to be in school for three years. And after three years, the king himself said he would test them. And they were placed on special diets. The first thing the person who was taking care of them did was to change their names. The man that was called Daniel. Daniel means God is my judge. He changed the name to Belsazar, which means Bel, their God will protect. Then the other friend of Daniel called Hananiah, which means God is gracious. He changed his name to Shadrach, which means inspiration of the sun, another of their gods. Another friend called Michel, which means God is without equal. He changed the name to Meshrach, which means belonging to Aku, one of their gods. Then the last friend, Azariah, which means God is my helper. He changed that name to Abednego, which means servant of Nego. So the first thing was to change the identity. They gave them names, names of their own gods. And then placed them on the food that the king said they should be eating and the wine they should be drinking. But in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, we understand. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Bible scholars have argued that it was very likely that the food they were being offered to eat were the food these children from uh, Judah knew God, you know, forbidden for the Jews. And much, most likely also, they had offered this food to idols before offering them to these Hebrew children. So they didn't want to touch the food. The man in charge said, look, the king asked me to fatten you up, to make you guys look very well. I would be in trouble. They said, no, give us 10 days trial. Give us just plain vegetables. And after 10 days, come and see how we will look. So the man Try them vegetable for 10 days. After 10 days, they were looking much better. So they didn't touch the food that they were offered. They ate vegetables. And after three years of training, the king brought them, you know, tested them himself. We understand from Daniel chapter 1, verse 20. Daniel 1, verse 20. Bible said, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers that were in all Israel. They went to school for MBA. After they finished, they cleared all the papers. In fact, the Bible said that they knew more than what the king expected them to know. And then the king had a dream. One day, he called all his experts. He said, look, I had a dream. I want you to interpret this dream to me. He said, no problem, sir. 
Sir, can you tell us the dream that you had? Ah. The king said, you want to deceive me? The dream I had, I had forgotten. So the first thing you are going to do, you will tell me the dream, which I forgot. After you have told me the dream, you will interpret it. Ah. He said, what you're asking for is impossible, sir. We, as experts in dream interpretation, you will tell us the dream you had. Then we will interpret. The king said, I'm going to kill all of you. You want to deceive me? The first thing you will do, you will, first of all, remind me of that dream. Then if I know that you have reminded me of the dream, then I can be sure that what you interpreted was correct. Anyway, they were marked men for death. Daniel chapter 2, verse 5. Daniel 2, verse 5. And then Daniel was able to interpret the dream. He went back and asked God to show him the dream. You can see how difficult it was. First of all, you have to know the dream and then interpret the dream. After he did that, Daniel chapter 2, verse 48. Daniel 2, 48. The Bible said, Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. This was a captive and chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. That day, Daniel was promoted above all the governors of Babylon. And then, you keep on reading the book of Daniel. They want, this king made a golden object and wanted everybody to bow down to this object. Daniel refused with his friends. And they were to be thrown to the furnace. They said, look, if our God will not help us, we are willing to die. Then chapter 3, verse 17 to verse 18. Daniel 3, 17 to 18. They said, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hands, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Because of that, they were thrown in the fiery furnace, but they survived. After this man died, Nebuchadnezzar, another king called Belshazzar took over. This one loved to party. He remember that his great-grandfather had taken some of the, the objects from the temple in Jerusalem. So he said they should go and bring those cups, those golden cups they used to use in the temple. And he used them with his concubines to drink wine, to show that they had conquered the Jews, even their gods were under them. As the party was going on, they saw a hand without any man writing on the wall. Fear gripped them. And they wanted to understand what was written on the wall. Somebody reminded them there was a man called Daniel that used to help your grandfather. Let's go and call him. They called Daniel. He interpreted what that hand wrote. What came? Another promotion. Daniel 5.29. Daniel 5.29. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet and put a chain of gold about his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. Another promotion. This captive has now become number three in the land because 
God was helping him. Then another king took over called Darius. And that one too began to plan how he would promote Daniel. Then chapter 6, verse 1 to verse 3. Bible said, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. But then they plotted for Daniel. He ended up in the lion's den. But then he was able to come out and God delivered him. Bible scholar said, Daniel served various governments in Babylon for 60 years. Daniel was in government for 60 years. And he was in, you know, he was at the very top in the reigns of four kings. There are some people, when a president is in power, they're in power. This Daniel was at the very top of government for 60 years in a foreign country. He served during the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. He served during the reign of Belshazzar, he served during the reign of Darius, and he served during the reign of Cyrus. I'm sure a man like that, there must be something we can learn from him. Every king that came in promoted Daniel until he became very great in the land. So what can we learn from Daniel this morning? Because he was somebody too that was promoted. Number one, just like Joseph, Daniel was a lover of God. Daniel was a lover of God. He refused to eat the meat, sacrificed to idols. He refused to touch the food forbidden by God. He wanted to observe God's commandments. He refused with his friends to bow down to the golden image. He was willing to die rather than bow. He refused the petition that nobody should ask God anything except the king. He said, no, I have only my God to serve. In fact, in Daniel chapter 6 verse 10, Daniel 6 verse 10, Bible says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. The king has signed a decree that for the next one month, anybody that has any petition from any other God except the king will be thrown to den of lion. Bible said this man was still praying and doing praise and worship three times a day like he was doing before. He knew he was in power. He knew about the decree and yet he kept on doing what he was doing. Daniel was not ashamed of his God. Many of us today are secret disciples. When we get to a place when they're asking, are you a Christian? Uh, I don't want to offend them. I want to be right politically. So you pretend as if you are not a Christian. That was not Daniel. Everybody knew where Daniel stood. Romans 1 verse 16. Romans 1 16. Paul says, For I am not ashamed 
of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Say, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Some of us today are ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Daniel was a lover of God. That was why he told us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. Daniel 11, verse 32, it says, But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Daniel knew his God. He refused to compromise his faith because Daniel knew we served a jealous God. John chapter 14, verse 15. John chapter 14, verse 15. Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Lovers of God, keep God's commandments. And peradventure you had forgotten. One of those commandments was in Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 and 5. Exodus 20, verses 4 and 5. Bible says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. That was what Daniel was avoiding. But nowadays, some of us, we are the one carrying our mobile gods. The one they carry for us in Ijebu, or Ishan, or Nicha. Some of us have even gone international. We got them from Senegal or Saudi Arabia. We put them in our pocket. When we are traveling, we put them in the package with us. If you don't know that you are violating this particular commandment, and people will tell you, heaven helps those that help themselves. No. The God that we serve is a jealous God. Daniel knew that. They were not willing to compromise. If you want God to help you, to promote you, you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and other gods. No. The God that we serve is a jealous God. Number two, Daniel was very competent. Daniel was very competent. How do I know? When the king asked them to go and look for some of the people they were going to train, he gave specific instructions in Daniel chapter 1, verse 4. Daniel 1, verse 4. He said they should look for what? Handsome young men. Well-favored. It means handsome. He said, look for smart young men. People who are quick to learn. Smart young men. Interestingly, he said, look for men that understood science. Did you see that word? Understanding science. Then he said, look for young men. We can train the tongue of the Chaldeans. Which means the people they should look for must be all-rounder. They must understand the arts and the sciences. They must be able to also pick up foreign language. Today, if you have staff like this, we're not promoting. A staff 
that, you know, understand science. Very good in calculations. A staff who is quick to understand. A staff that can speak a foreign language. Even in Nigeria, when you have a staff that can speak Yoruba, Ibu and Awusa, you have saved yourself a lot of money. When they come to your, to your office or your shop to buy anything, you know, as he's greeting this one in Ibu, he's speaking Awusa here. Who, don't want, who doesn't want a staff like that? These requirements are tough. Even today, they are tough conditions. So the young men, Daniel and his friends, were not just ordinary Hebrew boys. They were smart Hebrew boys. That was what the king said. And he said, after three years, I'm going to test them. And when they came to test them after three years, they were ten times better than the people that they were being trained with. These were very... So Daniel was a very smart, competent man. Some of you say, well, all I need is anointing. Let me tell you, God loves professionals. And God uses professionals. The man that wrote the book of Luke was a medical doctor. Are you aware of that? Luke, the beloved physician. It was a medical doctor that wrote the book of Luke. Matthew was a tax collector. Paul, that wrote most of the New Testament, was a well-trained lawyer. He studied law under the feet of Gamaliel. It's like he went to Harvard of his days. That was why God could use him to write. And we can be reading today. Well-trained man. Our general overseer and redeemed has a PhD in mathematics. I wonder why God didn't take somebody that has Kusat. General Basia of Deeper Life has a master's in mathematics. I'm sure he was about to do his PhD that, you know, before he got called into ministry. General Basia of Mountain and Fire of Miracles has a PhD. He has a first class in the first degree. Oh, General Basia of Winners is an architect. He's an architect. Oh, I want the nice... Young churches. House on the Rock. Adi Farasi is an architect. Oh, I like when Dr. Ransola comes here. He blesses us. The man has a PhD. He earned it. Not honorary PhD. Oh, I want to be doing deliverance. I want to be like Dr. Oyo. Dr. Oyo earned his own PhD. Do you know how many books they have written? This gentleman. And you say that, uh, I'm telling you, God loves professionals. Because you can be used without going to school. But if you improve your talents, God can use you more. Am I talking to the youths? So there is no problem in being a banker and working for God. I'm sure there are things that I can do better because of my position than if I were not in my position. So God wants you to be well-trained, to be smart. He wants you to use your talents. Number three, Daniel was a honest man. Daniel was a honest man. We understand that the king, one of the kings Daniel worked for, was looking for people that could be relied upon. People that will keep the books properly. 
Daniel chapter 6, verse 2. Daniel chapter 6, verse 2. And then the Bible said, this was, these were the thoughts of the king. And over these three presidents, he was thinking of having three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. The king doesn't want money to be leaking out again. The king was looking for a smart person who can check the books and ensure that what should come in is coming in. That was why he was looking for Daniel. He was honest, looking for a man that will keep the books. Now, the other people ganged up against Daniel. Verse 4. Then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. For as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. They had had the news. The king was planning to promote Daniel. And the king was looking for somebody that will ensure he suffered no loss. How come the others ganged up against Daniel? He was not part of their gang. He was not part of their group. They said, we are going to catch Daniel. We are going to put banana pills for Daniel. Bible said they tried. They looked. They couldn't find anything. That was why they were planning to kill him. That's what happens when a man is faithful and righteous. And they have tried to look for a way to blackmail you and they cannot find. They begin to try to look eliminate you. They couldn't find. It was very interesting that Daniel served various kings for 60 years in government. And he was not found liable of embezzlement or fraud. I wish all of us who are serving in government, we finish our terms of office and nothing will be found against any of us. That is how we can glorify the name of God. We can't be like the others. You have been talking all these days. And when they get there, they go and steal money. They go and steal money. Somebody served various government for 60 years and nothing was found against him. I wish at the end of the tenure of the president, when the Christians were in government, when our books are looked at, no evil shall be found against any of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Our case must be different. Number four, Daniel was a prayer warrior and a worshiper. Daniel was a prayer warrior and a worshiper. When the king was threatening to kill all of the wise men who could not tell him his dream and interpret, Daniel approached the king and said, look, please, king, give me some time. Let me go and pray. I will get back to you. Daniel went back, called his friends, and they prayed to God, and God revealed to Daniel the dream and interpretation. He was a prayer warrior. That was Daniel chapter 6, Daniel chapter 2, verse 16 to verse 19. He asked for time to go and pray. In the book of Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, we understand Daniel used to pray and worship three times a day. This was a man at the top. A man very senior in government. Bible said he will pray and do worship three times a day, like he was doing before. Even though they have signed a decree, don't pray to anybody. Don't do it. 
he was not listening. Bible says, as he had been doing before, three times a day, senior government official, number three in government, was doing praise and worship three times a day. Then chapter 9, verse 1 to verse 3. We understand. Daniel said, I understood by the books. He was not only a prayer warrior. He was a Bible student. Say, I understood by the books. He had been studying the scriptures. He realized these people were supposed to be in captivity for 70 years. 70 years had come. Nothing was happening. Something must be wrong. He decided to pray. He understood by the books. He was a serious Bible student. Daniel chapter 10, verse 1 to verse 3. Daniel 10, verse 1 to verse 3. Daniel was on a fast, special fast for 21 days. He was praying, asking for revelation. It was on the 21st day. The angel came to him. Look at a senior government official praying and fasting for 21 days. This was just not an ordinary person. He fortified himself with prayer and worship. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9, he says, For a great door, an effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. Paul, the great Paul, said a great door has been opened unto him, but there are many adversaries. Many of us don't realize that doors of promotion, doors of advancement that God has opened unto us, there are many adversaries. Some of them don't want you to enter. Some of them, after you have entered, they want you out of where God has placed you. What you cannot keep in prayer, you will lose. Because there are many adversaries. The brothers of Joseph plotted to kill him. They wanted to truncate his destiny. Daniel escaped being killed many times. He was in the fire. He was in lions then. God delivered him. Christians who are not praying will not survive the onslaught of the enemies because they will come at you in different ways. They came at Joseph in different ways. If the brothers had killed him, that would have been the end. If the well where they threw him had water, it would have died. If Potiphar did not imprison Joseph, decided to kill him, he would have been dead a long time because if Potiphar killed Joseph, who will ask Potiphar why he killed Joseph? Look at Haman. Haman that was trying to talk to Madame, trying to beg, and just fell. The man didn't even talk. Hey! He covered the face of Haman. And this was Joseph in the house of Potiphar. And the wife said, this bloody guy was trying to rape me in your house. They would have killed him. Nobody will ask questions. He survived all of that. Look at Daniel. And that is the story of most people who are righteous. You need to learn how to pray. You need to defend yourself. John chapter 3, verse 27. John 3, 27. Bible says, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. The things that we have on earth, they come from above. We draw them down with prayer. Ephesians 6, verse 12. Ephesians 6, verse 12. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You need to sustain your promotion. Otherwise, the enemies will rob you. Now, let us know what kind of advice did God give to Joshua? Because Moses died. And God said, Joshua, you are next in line. I promoted you. And God gave Joshua one advice on how he could stay at the top. That advice is Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 8. God said to him, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. God says, you want to make it? Have the word. Meditate upon the word if you are going to make it. You know, that is the secret of Joseph and that. Of Daniel. Number five, Daniel was a soul winner, a fantastic soul winner. How do I know? Every time, anywhere Daniel was, you know, he promoted his God. Daniel chapter 2, verse 29, after God gave him victory over the fiery furnace, even the king himself had to sign a new decree. Daniel 2.29. Nebuchadnezzar signed a decree after he had seen God work in the life of Daniel. He said, therefore, I make a decree that every nation, every people, nation and language, we speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses made a dunghill because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. He made the king to become a, a soul winner. The same Daniel, after he has survived lion's den, and King Darius has seen God's, God's work in the life of Daniel, also made a decree. Daniel 6.26. Daniel 6.26. Another king. He said, I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end. I wish people can become Christians because of us, where we work. When they see God in your life, when they see what God is doing, you know, with you, when your bosses begin to say, take us to your church. When your board members begin to say, we want to go where you are going. We can see God working in your life. This guy was a fantastic soul winner. In fact, he said himself in Daniel 12 verse 3. Daniel 12 verse 3 says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many to righteousness. He said, people who are so winners as the stars forever and ever. So Daniel knew what it means to save souls. Number six, he was humble and he realized he was a product of grace. Daniel was a humble man 
and realized it was a product of grace. In the book of Daniel chapter 9, verse 5, Daniel 9, verse 5, when he was praying for mercy from God, he didn't say they have sinned. He said we have sinned. Even though we have sinned that this is a righteous man, he associated with the sins of the people. That was the same way he prayed in Daniel chapter 9, verse 5, Daniel chapter 9, verse 8, Daniel chapter 9, verse 11, Daniel chapter 9, verse 15. Daniel 9, 5, Daniel 9, verse 8, Daniel 9, verse 11, Daniel 9, verse 15. He identified himself with the people. You know, people who are proud, they are even proud in prayer. You know, Jesus Christ told us in Luke chapter 18, Luke 18, verse 9 to verse 14. You can see two people who are praying in church. One of them said, look, thank you, Father, for this Sunday service. He looked around, saw a tax collector. Said, Father, if there's one I'm going to thank you for, I'm not like him. I don't collect bribe. I don't have a girlfriend. I pay my tithe. But the other one beat his chest. Say, God, I have missed it. That's why I'm in church. Just have mercy on me. Jesus Christ said that sinner, that that one called sinner, went to more justified than the other one. Proud in prayers. Proud in prayers. The interesting thing about Joseph and Daniel was that they had actually knew, they knew God in their youth. I told you, when Joseph became prime minister, he was only 30. Which means most of the things that happened to Joseph, those bad things, happened while he was young. He was not up to 30. When Mrs. Potiphar was chasing him, how many 30-year-olds will refuse the advance of Mrs. Potiphar in today's world? In fact, they say it's a blessing. They say, oh, God's wife, it's a bonus. 30-year-old man, young man, that was the one saying, Madam, this is not right. How many 25-year-olds today will do that? Daniel, Bible said they, they went and took them as captives. The king gave, he told them, he said, get me young people. So when they took Daniel and his friends, they were young. At that age, Daniel refused to eat what he should not eat because he had learned the scriptures. He said, this is wrong. That tells me that some of our successes in life, our parents are part of those people that determine it. If Daniel or Joseph had not been well brought up in the ways of the Lord, they would have fallen. Which means parents who are here, and you are talking of, I want to be successful. What are you doing to help your children? These guys knew God in their youth. He helped them when temptations came. Some of you are saying, my son is too young. I allow my children to grow up the way they want to grow up. When they are 21, they decide that they want to be Muslim or Christians or Christian. I don't care because at that time, they will just do what they want to do. It's a free world. It's not a free world. It's not a free world. You need to let them know what is right when they are young because sometimes temptations come at a very early age. Joseph didn't miss it. All the time he was working very hard. He was a young man. Daniel, the time he was saying, I will not do this, I will not do this, was a young man. Some people have lost their destiny in their youth because of the mistake they made. Parents have a part to play in our successes. 
Solomon, in all of his wisdom, said in Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1, he says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, verse 12. 1 Timothy 4, 12. Paul said to him, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Paul says, Timothy, even though you are young, you have become an elder in the church. You know, let no man despise their youth. Some of us made some mistakes when we were growing up. But thank God, at least I'm over 20 years as a pastor. Most of my banking career, I was a Christian, born again. I would have missed it. I would have joined my friends to do what they were doing. But God caught me before I joined them. Many young people have bastardized their lives. You as a parent, those children were given to you in trust. They are 15-year-olds who will not do some things. They will say, no, this is wrong. They will quote scriptures for you. 12-year-olds. If some of you know what 12-year-olds are doing nowadays, you'll be surprised. What they watch on the internet, what they do physically, and as far as we are concerned, I just have a, he's just a, he's just a teenager. Just a teenager. Who has lost, if not for God, you know, he has wasted his future. Wasted his future. There are some 12-year-olds that big aunties are chasing. 12-year-olds. When you sit down with them, you hear stories. Just like a big auntie was chasing Joseph. They are still doing it. And there are some young girls that uncles are chasing. But if you have taught them well, the first day uncle tries it, they will come and report to you. They know what is wrong, even at, ten, at the age of 10, age of 9. Help the youth to be able to resist this. These people, it was from their youth, they had known God. And they knew God deeply. Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That was the story of Joseph. And uh, say, Pastor, but you said that you should avoid sexual sins. What was the story of Daniel? Who was chasing Daniel or who was Daniel chasing? The story of Daniel is very interesting. Some believe that Daniel was a eunuch, even though he was handsome, you don't have to worry about the girls. You know, those people in Babylon, they don't waste time. When they get people who are going to work in the house where their wives were, they castrate them. They don't want to hear, have children who are not their children. That was why the person that was training them also was a eunuch. Because they become trusted people of the king. They enter and go everywhere. So there have been debates over the years whether they castrated Daniel and his friends. Second Kings chapter 20, verse 18. 
Second Kings, verse 20, verse 18. Isaiah told Ezekiah a prophecy. When he said to him that problem was coming, he said to him, they will take away your sons to be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. And it was part of that prophecy that led to Daniel and the other Hebrew sons being taken to Babylon. So Bible scholars believe that. By the time they were taken there, they became eunuchs. They made sure that they became eunuchs. So that is one school of thought. Another one was Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 20. Ezekiel 14, verse 20. Ezekiel was talking, and he was saying something. He said, even though Noah, Daniel, Job were in it, says the Lord God, they will deliver neither son nor daughter. They will deliver only themselves by their righteousness. Some were saying, if they put Daniel on that list, it means that Daniel too probably could have children because they were talking about, you know, what God said, that they would not be able to deliver their sons or their daughters, only themselves. So some others could believe that maybe Daniel was not a Enoch. But most Bible scholars believe that as they were serving the courts of Babylon, they had been made eunuchs. So anyway, we didn't hear that Daniel got married. So maybe that problem was taken care of for him by the Babylonians. As I begin to close this morning, let me ask you a few questions. Do you desire to be promoted? Do you have God as your partner and your helper? Who do you think delivered Daniel and his friends from the fairy furnace? Who do you think delivered Daniel from the lion's den? Even Daniel said something to us. In the book of Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. Daniel 2, 21. Daniel said, there is a God. And he said, that God changed the times and the seasons. He removed kings and set up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. Summary, God is the one that promotes. All the things that you require to be promoted, they come from God. And that was why he was kidding unto God. That was why Joseph too was kidding unto God. And you can see, in spite of all the problems they went through. By the way, I also didn't hear Daniel anywhere complain about God. Even though he was taken as a youth, as a captive. I didn't hear anywhere. Daniel said, God, this is unfair. Why should a handsome young man like myself go through what I went through? Not once. In fact, he was praying for the sins of his people and taking himself as part of those who have sinned against God. And God promoted him. Some of you are thinking, so this is what it means to be promoted. I thought I can just come to church and claim it. I claim my promotion in Jesus' name. You don't want to study you are claiming promotion. You are not honest. You are claiming promotion. You are not diligent. You are claiming promotion. You don't fear God. You are claiming promotion. 
your moral life, you know, is nothing to write home about. You are claiming wrong. Even people of the world don't want to promote those people who have, who, who are reckless with their, with, 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 their, with their lives. And then you want God to bless you. No. You think there are not a lot of people, you know, Gio wanted to become vice chancellor of a university. That was his ambition. Why didn't God leave him to become vice chancellor and take a refrap somewhere and make him general overseer? But there was something God saw in him. Diligence. Hard work. Fear of God. Those are the people that God wants to use. Those are the people that God wants to bless. Those are the people that God wants to promote, even in church. Pastor, are you looking for people like that? Even in school, before you can become prefect, they look at your character. They look at that you are doing well academically. That's those are the people that God wants to promote. But I'm praying for all of us that in 2018, God will promote us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.